0: You sure you
1: don't want this cat?
0: No. Is it back with you? I still have it. I thought your sister sister had it at the vet
1: for a while. No, no, no. She only had it there for like a day. And then now it's like sitting outside in a cage. But listen to the sound it makes when I let it out of the cage. (laughs) Like it sounds like a little, like a panther or something. Why don't
2: you just keep the cat?
1: Because I don't like cats. It sounds like something from Alien. Maybe it's a disease it's got. (laughs) You said you're allergic to cats, right? Yeah. Oh, like, what do you mean? How do you know you're allergic?
2: Oh, uh, well, I mean, I was allergic to dogs, too, but I just like will get hives all over. I have terrible asthma. so like oh. my throat just like close up and I can't breathe. Oh, so it's more
1: of like a it's not like a, your eyes get red. It's a whole thing.
2: Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I think if I were to touch the cat and then touch my eyes, like it would I would get allergic. But no, mine is like, yeah, to the point where like I have to take an inhaler or I have oh, to okay. go to, like, is it because the they,
0: ER. they collect so much like
2: I'm allergic germs to dandruff? And just- yeah, I'm just allergic to all animals. I don't know when I was little. I think asthma is genetic. Uh, but Mm -hmm. when I was little, when I was like three or four, my mom's like, you just started like not being able to breathe. So I was like always in the emergency room, like getting out or asthma treatments. Um and then I would say, not now, it's a lot better regulated now, but I used to like once or twice a year I would just have an asthma attack and have to go to the ER. Oh my god. And it's honestly if I laugh too much, sometimes I'll have to take my inhaler. But I've been getting allergy shots now. But yeah, Mm -hmm. cats are like the worst. I can be around dogs if I take the right amount of like Zyrtec and like preventative, but like cats, no. And honestly, I hate to be mean, but I don't like cats. I don't think they're Uh, cute. The hissing is not cute to me. He
1: hadn't hissed. (laughs) And I have him in a gift bag for you. It was going to be a thank you for coming on the show today. No,
2: you did not bring the Cat yeah it, I, Here. I saw so, uh, a cockroach last night i went to carbone see the
1: cat would have gotten the. i don't cockroach. think so i think
2: the cockroach <laughs> was as big as the cat it was literally huge and we were sitting at carbone in with one of my it's friends. like real friends. italy yeah <laughs> and this girl's like uh guys don't freak out but there's a large cockroach just like crawling down the cart in at carbone i'm like what the
0: heck and you stay in a yeah, we did. And yeah. five star review. <laughs> right.
1: Uh, I honestly,
2: felt just it like I was, was at really home. Good. Yeah. And then the guy that worked there gave us his phone number. My friends were like, I think he likes you. I was like, definitely not. Why do I attract these weirdos? I don't
1: know, but we'll get into that. <laughs> get I'll You're about to enter the world of Michael's Zavala <laughs> Now's your chance to turn back. Get in the bad cave, Michael. Don't do Red Bull, do uh Kakoa or something. <laughs>
2: Wowie, wowie, finished I'm just amazed at what you think about This is MZ Now
1: Well, I was on her show, so I thought oh. I'd have her on our show uh, Aaron Groves is in the studio. It's a podcaster, budding entrepreneur, <laughs> uh, and you know, Eric, when we were on Judge Steve Harvey, yeah. you know, we were uh, the stars of the show. Like we, we boosted the ratings of the whole right, series, exactly. And uh, I think I did the same for for Aaron Groves on her podcast. Wow, I think I boosted the the uh, ratings, right?
2: You boosted my YouTube rating. Oh, there you, you go. You're the most viewed on YouTube. Oh,
1: there you so. go. What, uh, what shirt were you wearing? Uh, I was. I know exactly what I was wearing. I was wearing Space my... Lo- no, I was wearing a Looney Tune. I w- can't say my, the Looney Tune because I have several. I was wearing a Looney Tune sweatshirt. That could have been it. That could have been why... Yeah. And it wasn't from Retro Kid. It was... Uh, I think I got it at uh, Fashion Nova. <laughs> 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 yeah. But Aaron hated my uh, interview. Really? Yeah.
2: I didn't hate Why? the interview, but Michael is known Butt. for his uh-huh. sense of humor. And I feel like when we get into conversation, like I have a very dry sense of humor and so he and I will banter yeah. and just go back and forth. But then I bring him on my show and I start asking him questions and it's like he was so professional and so shut down.
1: I didn't think so. I thought I was I was answering your questions yes, and then trying to throw a little cuz I also didn't know exactly how you wanted me to be. You know what I mean? Like well, I didn't if know if you, you like, wanted to be
2: I mean obviously I don't want you to be like
1: Wacky and Out know. of left
2: field Right But I think
0: Jerry Seinfeld
1: Right
2: Part of who you are Is your energy And like right. your entertainment And your sense of humor You had like one But the Gary V That was funny I But had a other lot. than
1: that You just didn't laugh at it I threw a lot of jokes in there You know that She probably cut them Just like they did on Judge Steve Harvey <laughs> I did a lot of jokes On Judge Steve Harvey And they cut them all Oh my god So a little backstory on uh, So something had happened In the studio Earlier that day When I did her <laughs> her show that I was still reeling about. And then I was also having a, a, a fight mm-hmm. with uh, another company via text. So all this stuff was going on. Then I did her podcast, which I thought I did okay. Because she she asked really good questions. You are a great interviewer, which we'll get into that a little bit too. But I just, uh, I don't know that I was in the, the best state of mind. But when I listened back to it, I thought I sounded fine. But she was like, you weren't funny enough. And I thought I thought I was appropriately funny. Because I have to tone it down. If I'm not the star of the show, I'm going to tone it down. You know what I mean? I don't want to overshadow the host or anything.
2: No, you were fine. The content was good. I was just expecting a little bit more sense of humor here and there. Because I feel like once you get going, then I get going. It's hard for me. Sometimes Like I can... Be sarcastic, but sometimes you need yeah.
1: so Oh, to, I see what you're saying. Like,
2: yeah. you need an energy exchange versus like me just being sarcastic and then yeah. you being mm-hmm. like, haha, okay, about podcasting.
1: Well, and I was trying to follow your lead and you seemed very serious. Yeah. So I I was like, <laughs> okay, well, maybe I shouldn't do this. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but I thought it went good. Highest rated podcast she's ever had. She said. Wow. A star. That's what happens when you bring a star <gasps> on.
0: I will be on your side a little bit because I feel like Michael does overthink things. Like that
1: a little too much. I do overthink. So
2: yeah, yeah, you definitely.
1: (laughs) But it's like when we went on (laughs) Judge Steve Harvey. Yeah, but when it's not my show, I'm not going to try to take over. Like when we went on Judge Steve Harvey, all we were doing, my job was to set up Steve. I'm not going to be there to be the comedian. Steve's the comedian. I'm just there to throw him the ball. He hits it out of the park. Do you know what I mean? So I don't want to. If I came in as the wacky guy trying to be the comedian, it's not going to work. So I know my place when I come into somebody else's show. I tried to anyway. I'm going to host, I'll be a host. If I'm going to be a guest, I'm going to be a guest. Z-Bad, I think you you overthought it because like that's why she brought you on was because she exactly. wanted you to be yourself. I thought it was because of the to wealth to... of knowledge that I that I have in my head. But no, I, so I who thought, cares oh. about that? Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she wanted your personality,
0: so you came on with no personality. So it's kind of like, well, what do I have you on for? I think I made two jokes.
1: I talked <laughs> bad about manifesting, and then I did uh, my Michael Z. Because, you know, Gary V, you know who Gary V is? Eric, no, uh, he's a big like a uh, motivational entrepreneur guy.
2: Chuck, is it Vanderchuck? Yeah, Vanderchuck. Okay. Yeah.
1: Uh, is he bald? Bald? Yeah, yeah, he's kind of balding. I feel like I've seen. A little sensitive about that, I'm sure. <laughs> but I feel like I've seen that person before. Yeah, you have. But he's all over the internet, and uh, but he's always encouraging people to you know do social media and follow your passions and that kind of thing. And I've been doing that a lot this year with other people. And I feel mm-hmm. like I'm the Michael Z of Dallas. So it's Gary V and Michael Z. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. You had to be there. It was I don't funny. think it was that funny. But. It was funny when you had to be there. It was the number one reel on uh, YouTube. Oh, okay. <laughs> of all of YouTube. So let's talk to you, Aaron, because uh, I don't know much about <laughs> oh, no. you growing up. Uh, oh. So like when you were in Ohio, you grew up in Ohio, right? <laughs> yes, yeah. So now you're on this entrepreneurial journey and we'll get yeah. to all that in here in a little bit. But was that your goal? Like when you were five, you're like, I'm going to be the greatest CEO of all time. Did you ever think like that? No. Like, what was your goal when you were a kid? I'm,
2: tr- I try to think about this a lot. It's, it's a good question. I always wanted to be a professional athlete, and then that. What kind of athlete? Up, uh, gymnastics, because I was obsessed. Oh, you're with a gymnastics. gymnast.
1: Yeah. You do flips and stuff still?
2: No, on a trampoline, yeah, but no, not on the ground. And then I kept Is that getting. Because you're old. Yeah, old. I feel like I'm tall for. I'm not tall, but for most gymnasts, I feel like Nastia Lucan was considered tall, and she's like five four. Yeah. Mm. So I'm like five seven. So I feel like I'm just a little bit taller. Right. And it just wasn't my calling, you know, it just was not as much as I tried to think that I'm athletic. It was just not part of my calling. But no, I never thought that I wanted to be an entrepreneur. Once I started getting into yoga, I knew that I always said like, I want to own my own yoga studio. I Mm. did always know that I wanted to do my own thing because my family and my sister would always joke like you have trouble with authority I just never liked being told what to do. Mm-hmm. I love taking feedback, and Michael and I would bounce ideas off of each other. But that to me feels more of like an energy exchange and a information knowledge exchange versus when someone's just telling you something to do. Especially if I didn't agree with it necessarily, right. or we kind of talked about this earlier. Like if it doesn't, if it didn't make sense to me, it was hard for me to grasp like why I would go and do that. Right, mm-hmm. if that makes sense.
1: What's well, the difference if someone says, This is what you have to do versus, I think you should do this or here's why you should think about doing this?
2: Exactly. You know? Yeah. So I never did well with that. I would listen to my parents for the most part, but I'm also a middle child at heart. So I felt like I have an older sister and then I had a younger brother. My younger brother was the only boy. So naturally, and he's the baby. And then an older sister who had Crohn's disease. So I felt like I fell in the middle. And so. I always had to probably be the loudest and just, but also in that I felt like I became more independent. And I think that's where the kind of entrepreneurial part of me.
1: Well, really I think that developed. comes from the fact that you don't like to be told what to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't want to have like a a, a boss telling you you got to be here at 7 a.m. You're like, I'll show up at nine 30. I got yoga in the morning
2: exactly or what's the point from. of being there at like I've had jobs in the past where it's like you have to be here from nine to five mm-hmm. but I'm only really working from 9 30 to 3 30 right. so what's the extra to it just didn't make logical sense to right. me and I'm a very black and white thinker for the mm-hmm. most part like there's I'm leaning in more to gray but with a lot of things in life it's like no no, no that just doesn't make any sense to me right. and if it doesn't make sense then it's hard for me to do it it's just like how it I work so
0: yeah I'm the same way too. Like when I was younger, I, I was always like I wasn't a morning person. But yeah, going going back to your example, it's like I would go into work. I could finish the work in four hours, but you want me here the whole eight hours?
2: Yeah, it just like, doesn't make sense.
0: Why just pay me four hours? it's, it's better for you guys? Exactly. And I can go home. <laughs> it's like
2: <laughs> working smarter, not harder. Exactly. And I felt like I was someone that. I'm always in Michael like recognize this about me. I'm super direct, but for me, it's more of just like a time saving things. Like if Mm -hmm. I can get in and get this amount done in four hours, then I can do something else with the other four hours. So I think it's just maximizing your time. And I don't know where that came from or if I've always been like that, but I was just someone that was always very conscious of people's time and how much you can accomplish. And so for me, I want to do as much as I can in my life. And so if I can Mm -hmm. do something well and get all my work done in two to three hours and then go out and run or train or make food or whatever it is the rest of the day, that's what I'm going to do. So, yeah, that's the entrepreneurial side of me
1: but when you were younger there wasn't like i want to be a fireman or i guess it was gymnast right and then that didn't work out
2: yeah i don't remember i will say i don't have the best memory i
1: would traumatic childhood is that what it is you're just hiding uh, trauma (laughs) thankfully we have dr phil here and it's uh we've got him in the other room he's gonna come out and unpack no. all these childhood traumas that you have. So you say you were the middle child.
2: <laughs> I actually Do you know who sister- Dr.
1: Phil is? She doesn't watch a lot of TV. Oh, yeah, really? I do. Okay. I know who
2: Dr. Phil is. Okay. Yeah. He would always come on in the mornings yeah. when my when I was younger, but I never watched him.
1: Ask her uh, uh-huh. like like come up with a, a, a very popular TV character. This is a fun game we can play real quick. I don't even know. Uh, just like, like oh. Pee Wee Herman. Do you know who Pee Wee Herman is? No. What about this one? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do something, a gesture. Oh, 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 oh. Santa Claus. No. Do you know, don't know who it is, Michael? Tim Allen, home yeah, improvement. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. No, I don't know who that is. <laughs> it's so much fun because you tell her about a TV show that's been around for you know forty years. See. She's like, "Oh wow, that's a TV show." What's, a, what's yeah, that? Yeah, Sesame Street. With? It's called Sesame Street. Got little Muppets and stuff. Muppets? I what's know that? Sesame Street. <laughs> Rugrats.
2: Yeah, the Rugrats. Okay. What
1: did you watch growing up?
2: A Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. Okay. Miley oh, Cyrus. Hannah, Honestly, Hannah, Hannah Montana, Montana. I'm very high energy. I was. I never could sit still long enough, and I get this. From my mom. I yeah. believe my mom, even though she'll still to this day be like, You have so much energy. It's I literally mm-hmm. get it from her. But I just never cared. I watch a ton of sports. You can ask me we could play a game of like any sports person. I would probably know who oh, it is.
0: Yeah, I lost already. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, that's like where I
2: invest my time. My, it's always yeah. been in sports and athletics yeah. versus like the pop culture side. We had a conversation last night at dinner and they're talking about something. I'm like, I, I have no idea who that is.
1: Yeah. Or I it was posted, like the president.
2: <laughs> no, it was this guy. I forget his name, but he I posted a TikTok of him and my, all my friends text me like, get that down. He's got canceled. And I forget this guy's name. Like if you said it, I would know. Dave Chabelle? And, no, oh. he I guess he hates women. I don't know.
1: Oh, uh, what's his name? Well, you should know that one. I know. What is He's it? He's white ball headed guy, right? Yes. Bill Bill Murr. No, Bill no. Um, Bill no, it's a young guy. Andrew Tate.
2: There we go. Andrew yeah. Tate. And so I accidentally posted a TikTok. like I do these more morning motivational TikToks, yeah. And his, what his content that he posted in the TikTok was motivational, but I didn't know who he was. My friend's like, dude, you can't post that. And I'm like, that is such a that is me in a nutshell. Like, I just have no idea who this person yeah. is.
1: <laughs> what I like talking to Aaron about is like following your passions. Cause that's kind of where okay. I'm at in the past few years. And especially this year, I've been helping other people trying to do their thing. And so like Aaron and I are like on the same wavelength on a lot of things. What's funny is we started talking a few months ago about these kind of things. And then, uh, life kind of threw a curveball, and now she's like forced to follow her passions. Right. Yeah. Um, she lost her job. Yeah. And, can I say that? Yeah. You, okay. Yeah. She lost her job, a job that she was really like looking forward to and, mm-hmm. you know, all this stuff <laughs> and really loved and uh, was going to retire with these people, you know. What? Yeah. Okay. One day she goes on vacation and it's not there anymore. They gave her the boot. Yeah. Um, so now she's forced to be like, well, what do I do next? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it seems like knowing a little bit of your childhood that it, that's kind of like their whole life. Like you had these visions of you being an Olympic athlete. Yeah. And then that didn't work out. <laughs> So it's like, I think life is pushing you towards things that you necessarily didn't envision. That's Is the, that a theme of your life?
2: It's a theme. And this is probably like the more serious part of me, but I think that's something that every single person can resonate with is you think that your life is going to go a certain direction and you think that, especially for me, I and Michael and I talk about this. It's definitely like an entrepreneurial trait. Like we like to have control over things and I think a lot of that in my life has stemmed from just like losing control over certain things mm-hmm. early in your life. For me, a lot of it was injury. So like I was super successful in swimming. I thought I was gonna go to college and be a D one athlete. And that, swimming? Yeah. Oh wow. So I went from gymnastics, kept getting injured and then I was really You know, a I failed
1: I failed swim school two times in a row. Why? I don't know. I thought I wasn't drowning. <laughs> I mean I'm alive still, but I they gave me the certificate, but they're like, you know, you you're gonna have to come here again next summer or whatever. It was. Right. And I wore, when I was a little kid, right? So I wore hot pink swim trucks because God. I felt like if I drowned, they would see me at the bottom of the yeah. pool. But I never drowned, but I also never learned how to swim properly either. So I can float.
2: Mike will not be uh, in the Olympics.
1: I will not be in the Olympics. Or let's say it was like a floating challenge because I'll float. I'm very buoyant.
2: <laughs> oh, dear God. But I'm uh, in, in the floating cage. But back to like what I was saying. So yeah, I just feel like <laughs> your life doesn't go as you had plans and kind right. of like Michael alluded to. I always thought that things were going to go a certain way or like very linear. But in that, all of the big changes that have happened in my life always lead to something better. And so I did really like my job, but I always knew that I wanted to do my own thing. Like I just have Mm -hmm. always kind of had this fire inside of me of there's something more out there. I never felt fully fulfilled in my day job. My very first job out of college, I was also doing yoga teacher training. Like I always had two things Mm -hmm. going on. I think part of that is just my nature. I like to be doing a lot of things at once. It stimulates me in different ways, but at the same time now reflecting and Michael and I have had, had this conversation a lot that w- life leads you down the path that's like for your highest good. And I know he makes fun of me for like ma- manifestation and stuff like that, but it is true. Like every time something falls out of my life, it's pushing me towards where I want to go. Like for me, I'm moving to Austin. It's like that's She thinks she's
1: moving to Austin.
2: Michael doesn't want me to move there. Mm-hmm. But once you- recognize and allow and like open yourself up I think life just starts pushing you towards where you need to go Mm -hmm. so yeah I'm definitely trying to figure out and the podcast has always been my passion I think that's why Michael and I have gotten along so well and I was pushed to do this like one of my really good friends said Aaron I you're always giving advice you're obsessed with podcasts I would listen to them all day just start a podcast and it's funny because my mom when I was five would always say you should be a television host Mm -hmm. or like a sports broadcaster and ironically, Michael talked about childhood, but I would walk up to any person that I would see out in public. And if I thought they were famous and I would literally walk up to them and be like, are you famous? And what do you do for a living? When I was like very young, yeah, I remember doing this in San Francisco. He was a professional basketball player. He was like six foot 10, this big muscular black guy. And I knew he was famous. So I just walked up to him and everyone would be like, what are you doing? You can't just walk up to these people. And I had no fear. Mm-hmm. So it's funny how that translates now of like, I don't really have fear interviewing people or interviewing big names. Cause at the end of the day, they're all just people. Right. So yeah, definitely yeah. pushing my, my direction.
0: So going back to the, what you were saying. So like in life, you know, life's going to push you in a direction that you're not, that you weren't expecting. Right. Yeah. So how, cause I know that some people don't handle that very well. Yeah. Um, and I know that does happen to people, but can you kind of like um, give your background, like, How did you come to terms and were okay with that, that you accept, okay, well, life, obviously, I want to go this way, but life is taking me this way. And how you come to terms with that personally, because that happens to people a lot, Mm -hmm. but people that most people that I know that I've run into, they'll stay in in a rut. So how did you just say, okay, I'm going to go with this and I'm going to go on this different path and be okay with that, no matter what happens.
2: Love that question. Great host.
1: (laughs) She didn't compliment me on my hosting skills.
2: Pipe down, peanut gallery. (laughs) I think I'm going to answer this question in a few different ways, but I'll bring it full circle. I think the first thing is, is I'm a very black and white minded person. Mm. And if something doesn't make sense to me necessarily logically in the moment, but my intuition and like what and I know girls feel this a little bit deeper, but something inside of me is pulling me in that direction. Kind of like the podcast to me at the time, it didn't make sense logically, but I knew that something inside of me wanted and craved more. I think the biggest mistake that people make and kind of you're alluding Mm -hmm. to some of your friends is they don't listen to that calling inside of them. They go with what's comfortable. Mm -hmm. And to this point change is inevitable. Mm -hmm. So when you think about it, I didn't pronounce that right. Inevitable. So in my mind, change is going to happen. It's not a matter of if it's a matter of when. And so why would you resist that? Like, if you know that something in your life is going to change, whether you get married, you have kids, something happens in your life, like it's going to happen and it's up to you to choose that reaction. And I think a lot of it was just learning by error. So I would fight things sometimes or a great example, Michael, we talk about this like relationships. I ne- I always pushed away like love and relationships and vulnerability. And I was like, why are you doing that? Like, that's a part of life. You're Mm -hmm. kind of holding back a part of you. And so I think for people out there that are listening to this, like change is going to happen in your life. And it's just up to you to embrace that and also shift your mindset. Like change is good. Mm -hmm. Change means something that you need is coming into your life. And I think when you accept that and you allow it to come into your energy field and you allow it to make you grow and develop as a person, there's going to be so much good that comes from that. And I always give, there's a million examples. The best example I can give right now is I, even losing my job, it was so hard, but I recognized I got to go to yoga on a I got to go on a yoga retreat. I was home helping my mom. She has a bunch of health issues. Like there's so many little things that when something bad happens, mm-hmm. you are like, oh, I just want to go back to that job or I just want to go back. It's like, why? It left your life for a reason. I mean, it's a little bit of a tangent to answer your question, but I think a lot of people are just scared and they let fear dictate a lot of their right actions and where they're going when in reality it's like change is meant to get you where you're meant to go and so that's how I looked at like losing my job and Michael was one of the very first people I told and his response back was like exactly what I knew he's like this is going to take you where you need Mm -hmm. to go and that's what I tell other people it's not something to be scared of it's something that you should embrace and allow yourself to a feel and then be right. good with that because it's where you're meant to be.
1: I think, well, going back to what you said about, and we're going back a lot today, uh, <laughs> but going back to what you said about, you know, following your gut, that's your intuition, really. Like you yes. said, most people don't. Most people do what's comfortable or what's fun. And sometimes following your gut is not fun. I was visiting my 99 year old uh, great grandmother this week, and she, we were talking about something. I was telling her some new projects I was working on and some ideas that I've got. And she says, you've always been lucky. Even when you're a little kid, you've always been lucky. And I thought about it because I never thought of it like that. And I thought, oh, you know what? Things have actually always sort of worked out for me. No matter what happened, it's always worked out. It's not because I just have dumb luck. It's because I follow my intuition a lot of times. Uh, And I do things. I'll put up with stuff that most people won't put up with Mm -hmm. and get past the mess. And then on the other side, it always works out.
2: You also have good energy, though. And I feel one of the most important things that people make the mistake of is like we kind of talked about like negative energy like if you have a negative mindset mm-hmm. like you're always very optimistic and willing to help other people and so i think naturally when you <clears throat> kind of have a service mindset good things are going to come to you so people consider that luck i don't think that is i think that's hard work and opportunity right, like yeah. you have a good attitude you work hard there's going to be opportunity that comes your way it's but it's
1: awesome. also following the drive too like yeah. you can have all the best intentions but if you don't do anything like Let's say, let's go back to manifestation for a second. Let's say I want to manifest. I want to be an owner of a theme park. I have all the greatest intentions. I want to provide uh, memories for families all over the world and whatever. They're going to come to this theme park. It's going to be incredible. But I sit there and I dream it. I can envision it, but that doesn't mean anything because I still don't have the theme park. So you got to go through. You got to find the property. Yeah. You got to you got to start doing the work. And most people don't want to do that because mm-hmm. it's a lot of work. And what if I lose all my life savings? And what if I done? I've taken a lot of risk, and it has always worked out because I followed my intuition. And
2: a little bit to your point too. Going I'm back, yes, yes. was it, to, it yeah, back, yeah, back, run yeah. back. How going back to uh, how many
0: backs have we been back to now?
2: <laughs> we need to play, cue the song. Run it back. Yeah, I you know that song? Yeah, who's it by? Let me, I don't know. I think one of the biggest things that I've kind of been taught in this chapter of like losing my job is that you can't force things and listening to your Mm -hmm. intuition. And I think that's just what it's like spiritual practice and everything that I'm going through right now is just you don't know where life is going to take you and letting go of a timeline. I think a lot of people who are going through some sort of change, they want to control as much as they can when in reality, the only thing we can really control is ourself. And mm-hmm. so for me, it's just been a lot of letting go and just trusting that what's happening is meant for me. Cause I'm very much of a doer, right. very much of kind of like tuning into I mean, this is getting woo woo, but like there's a masculine and the feminine and like I lean, I've leaned a little bit more in the past, like masculine of like doing work hard, all this stuff, like kind of like the hustle grind mentality. And now I'm starting to learn that I need to shift more into the feminine creativity, trusting to get me to where I want to go. So I feel like that's been my lesson lately is just let it go. Mm -hmm. and Allow yourself to get there.
0: Like that Frozen song.
1: I was going to say that. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Let it go.
1: Oh, you're a singer too. I didn't realize that. Carrie Underwood in the house. (laughs) Yeah. You
2: didn't introduce me right.
0: That's true. (laughs) Carrie Underwood. We'll do it again. So so what got you into like the whole like universe thing? Was it the secret?
2: I got super into yoga. So after I got injured, I was a swimmer. I started running and then I got super into yoga. Mm -hmm. And it was like intense yoga. It was not... Super woo woo spiritual yoga, but once I moved to Dallas four years ago, I did yoga teacher training, and I think yoga was the gateway into spirituality. Okay. But I think there was a deep rooted part of me that always trusted and believed in something bigger. Because when I think back on my life, there's certain points that I would pray about things or ask the universe. For example, like a guy, and I know Mike, we can go there after this, but <laughs> if. I would be like, if this is not meant for me, give me a clear sign that he's not meant for me. And within instant moments, like something would happen, not within the same day, but within a certain period of time, something would happen. And I always believed that first sign and moved on. Mm -hmm. I also think the biggest turning point for this like universe intuitive spiritual pathway and energetic opening, I read this book called Signs. And after that book, I think everything changed for me. Mm -hmm. Like there's something inside of me that I felt I was being called to something bigger. And so since then, and it's gotten definitely deeper as I've gotten more into my yoga practice. And I feel like especially over this year and just with having the podcast. Right i felt like i was being the podcast was my calling to something bigger i just didn't know what that was right and so i just continue to and then i got super into meditation and now i'm feel like moving to austin is going to be the real deep dive kind of like the jump into the deep end but i just love it
1: um i found this list here uh reasons why austin sucks oh god Uh, i don't know i just it's. It must be a sign. It just popped up on my phone. I wasn't looking.
2: Ah. You weren't just googling for the last no. ten minutes that right. I was talking.
1: Absolutely not. You can check the cameras. I was not looking at my phone. And this is a terrible. I haven't Play found it like a, I haven't found a great list. honestly, it's way too hot. Is what this guy says. Well, it's hot here too. So
0: yeah, I think it's cooler. Swing and a miss. Though.
1: Yeah, like,
2: eh, it's like three degrees warmer.
1: Yeah. Than oh really?
2: It'd oh. be like one eleven there, one oh eight here. What's oh. what's three degrees when you're already dying?
1: You Nobody know? has a clue what his or her job is. I get that.
2: <laughs> oh, well, I don't have one, so
1: Yeah. Right.
2: I fit right in. Travel- I do have one actually. I need to rephrase that. The podcast is my job. Yeah, yeah, this you
1: do have you do have a thing. Well, yeah. I mean it is.
2: It may not pay you
1: as much as you want it to pay you, but it's your job. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Traffic is way too bad. Yeah, 100%. The traffic's the worst part of Austin and the food. I think the food is way overhyped in Austin.
2: Well, it's way healthier than it is in Dallas.
1: Maybe for like, if you're eating healthy, I'm talking about just like a a gimmick, right? You go to Austin, like what's the best pizza? Like, oh, we have pizza and ice cream over here at this food truck. And you go to there and, and it's like, fifteen dollars and it's a tiny little thing and yeah. it's not good it's all sodium yeah it's trash the food is on in austin is trash okay, well uh, our
2: traffic here is getting way worse so i yeah. will just
1: say i don't think so
2: are you kidding me i mean
1: it's getting worse have but you been it's on not,
2: 75 lately
1: i don't go on 75
2: exactly mm-hmm. so you wouldn't know
1: uh everyone hates the festivals that play that pay their rent i don't understand that mm-hmm. there's a lot of festivals so it's always gonna be traffic uh, it took yeah. me two hours to get two blocks in an uber during uh What's that festival, that big festival? ACL. Uh, Austin. Oh, yeah, ACL. City- city. I was thinking South by Southwest, but yeah, Okay, that's well, that
2: would be like you trying to get somewhere during the Cotton Bowl. Obviously, it's a huge event. Duh. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, but it, it's not that bad. Like, I can still get there. There's side streets and stuff. We were taking side streets, and it still took us that long. <laughs> Again, these lists aren't great. It's all talking about... It's basically bashing Texas and not the city itself, but I hate I hate Austin.
2: A hate- good thing you're not moving there.
1: Yeah, I would never move there. I wasn't going to move there, but then I bought a house. So Eric tried to move there... He told me this. See?
0: Uh, I, no, I was planning on moving there. He told me this. Like, things
1: changed two or three years well, ago. He came to me. He goes, "Hey, Michael, uh, I have something very important to tell you." He says, uh, "I think I'm gonna have to move to Austin after then this year." And so I'm like, "Well," and I'm trying to figure out ways to keep him on the show yeah. still. How we're gonna do this stuff remote, and blah, so we can figure something out. Meanwhile, I'm like, I, "He doesn't need to move to Austin. There's no reason for this. It doesn't benefit me if he moves to Austin." So I devised this huge scheme, put this house on the market. Yeah, I manifest the house first oh. off. To put on the market, so he would buy it, and now he's stuck here for thirty years. Mm-hmm. So you're welcome. That was my plan. Did you
0: have a job nice. in Austin? No, I was going for for um for acting. Oh, okay, that's it's more of acting. Yeah, stuff there in Austin, uh, and then I was after that, I was gonna make the leap to L.A.
1: Meanwhile, yeah, all the successful af- actors we know personally live here in Dallas. They don't live in Austin. They fly where they need to go. I'm like, it's 2022. You don't have to live in Austin.
2: I didn't know actors were big. I guess it makes sense because a lot of people from LA and California, I didn't know
1: that. It was like the film hub for a while, but I mean, it's all over the place. You just drive. You can drive the three hours. Oh, call time's at six. I'll wake up a little bit early. uh, Yeah. Take an Uber. You don't have to drive. No. So anyway, I think you'll be back. I'll be back back. to visit. Oh, okay. Well, that's fine too. That'll count. That's my prediction. (laughs) He's going to manifest you back here. Yeah, I'll manifest you back here. Mm -hmm. You can't
2: manifest for someone else. Oh, you can only manifest for yourself.
1: Well, that's not what I read in Signs Part Two. <laughs> <laughs> the book Changed My Life. <laughs> Love the movie too. In Invite Shamalan. <laughs> Invite <my> Shyamalan movie. Do <laughs> you know what that have you seen that movie? No. What's your favorite movie of all time? Back to the Future. Do you know what Back to the Future? Is? I
2: I feel like I have seen that. I just don't remember. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm I I don't know why. Oh my I'm working. I think meditation is going to help bring back my memory. I, I think you hope. just had a traumatic really childhood
1: because you were the you were the middle child. No,
2: my sister and my dad have the be- like. You would be when you hear my dad. He remembers the Ohio State p- play, the second down play from 1968. Like yeah, the but, guy remembers everything. But
1: you're right? also like hyperactive. You have a little exactly. AD- ADD
2: ADHD
1: ADHD. Same yeah, here. Yeah. So you're like. I need what I need to know right now. And Uh if it doesn't benefit me, I'm going to throw it out. Uh Like I knew who Andrew Tate was 45 minutes ago, but then when you asked me, I didn't know who he was Uh because it wasn't relevant.
2: Yeah. I do remember. I wasn't in that mindset. Certain things about people. Like I can remember certain conversations. And I think ever since I started meditating, it's gotten, gotten better. But yeah, I just don't, I just don't remember a lot of things. So no, to the back, back to the future. I feel like I've seen that, but I don't, I couldn't remember exactly what's in it. My favorite movie is probably, <laughs> I liked A Cinderella Story, which is such like a girl cheesy movie. Uh, who so, was in
1: like, Anne Hathaway? No. Hilary Duff?
2: Yeah, Hilary Duff. Yeah. Oh,
1: Hilary Duff. Was and, it Channing Tatum? Uh, Ch- yeah. Channing
0: Tatum. Oh, she looks good nowadays. Have you seen her? Yeah, yeah. Hilary Duff
1: has always yes. looked good. That is always. Well, always, yes. But always. just I've had a crush on her for years and years and years. I love but her. But I like her look now. My girlfriend at the time in high school got me a Hilary Duff CD because she knew I loved Hilary Duff so much let the rain was, fall down <laughs> i used to play that on repeat not that song in particular but the album and one all time
2: all be you that what's it's all bees in the a Cinderella story that song
1: i loved everything about hillary duff yeah and and one time i uh, almost got to interview her but it got rained out the concert got rained out uh then we got an interview request for her sister to come on our show a couple of months ago and i'm like it's not hillary so no i don't care <laughs> about haley what am i going to talk to you about napoleon dynamite uh, so yeah, and I've never met Hillary. If I did, my life would have gone on a different path. Mm-hmm. I would be... It was not meant to be. And maybe it was. And maybe I just didn't follow my intuition and I missed the boat.
2: You just said that you followed your intuition with everything.
1: Maybe on that when I did it. Oh, okay. Maybe I should have, you know, when it got rained out, we were literally on the way to the event and the rain started to happen and the manager called and said, it's just not going to happen today. Maybe if I would have got out of that van... And I would have walked to the event, mm-hmm. knocked on the door, doom, 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 and they opened the door. Yeah, I'm Michael Zavala, I'm here to see Hillary Duff. And Hillary goes, Michael, uh, I, I thought the thing was canceled. No, I had to see you. And then life would have changed. Yeah, because I didn't do that. I don't have Hillary Duff and the 15 kids she has or whatever she's got now. Did she really? She's got a lot of kids. Yeah, does I she? Think Like three. I thought it was like two. Maybe just two. But yeah, she, I uh, feel know. like she
2: definitely does not have 15 kids. No. Yeah,
1: Cinderella story was good. Anything with Hillary Duff. Yeah, was good.
2: I'm just not the biggest movie person. So you watched pretty much
1: everything on the Disney Channel at that time, and that was about it? That was all you watched?
2: Yeah, I wasn't really allowed to watch Spongebob. I'm telling you, I would watch Survivor with my dad, Mm. and then I would watch like Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, Hannah Montana, That's So Raven, Mm -hmm. those type of shows. And then I played the Wii. You guys Mm -hmm. remember the Wii? Yeah. I remember I was obsessed with the Wii for like a total of five minutes, and then I got bored. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> would you play on the Wii? Wii boxing, Wii sports,
2: Wii sports, Wii sports, of yeah. bowling.
1: Yeah, Wii tennis? bowling was great.
2: I would be sweating. I remember when we first got it. My mom put it in the basement. She's like, "You're only allowed to have 30 minutes a day." And we would try to convince her that it was a workout so we could do it for yeah. more. It was a workout episodes. though. Oh, I, I would be dripping sweat. I knew to play people Wii who
1: who lost weight mm-hmm. doing that. Uh, the Wii, 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 thing. Wii yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, they Wii would sport. lose like 100 pounds or whatever. Wow. Are you still? So you still run every day?
2: I don't run every day, but yeah, I'm training for half marathon right now. Okay. I only run three days a week, but I work out all the time. I'll Big workout all- girl.
1: Yeah, me too. And I, you make uh, fun of
2: me for posting my workouts. I'm trying it, to encourage usually people.
1: Slow. Usually when she's like, I did a nine minute mile versus a eight minute mile. I'm like, well, it's because you're, you know, you're getting up there in age. You know, you're not as young as you used to be. Just bringing in the realism. You know what I mean? So
2: Humble. You humble me. Yeah.
1: So I um, upped my workout game this past week with my new goggles. I have these AR goggles called In Real Air mm-hmm. and uh, I can watch Netflix now. I can't do it yet because I don't have the adapter. It needs an adapter, oh. but I can't do it yet. But that's the point. That's why I bought them. So when I'm walking around, I can watch my Netflix. I can watch my Hulu. I can watch my HBO Max. It's gonna be incredible. It's a game changer. Mm-hmm.
2: But don't you think the point of working out is to like get your mind off of things?
1: No, no, not at all. Like I'm, I think more while I'm working out on stuff. Like when I'm walking, I think more. But
2: that's good because it breeds creative ideas. Like that's why a lot of people who have like a lot of entrepreneurs will have ideas or have like light bulb moments yeah. when they're running or when they're working out. Cause it's yeah. like a space of creating energy. And, and, energy and
1: you them. might be right, but I also don't have a lot of time to watch TV anymore. And I'm so behind. Like I still haven't <laughs> watched uh, the game of Thrones house stuff. Of yeah, house of the dragon. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I can kill two birds of the same stone. I can burn calories and watch my TV shows at the same time. But since I don't have that little adapter, I can't really use it for that yet. So I can't tell you if it's going to work out or mm-hmm. not. Right. But I have found the perfect use for it. So uh, I'm going to bring them out. Eric, uh, pretend like you're going to tell me something very devastating. Okay. That, uh, you know, it's some very bad news. You have some very bad news to tell me. And I'm going to pull this all out here. Okay. Uh, So like I'm here in the studio. Um, You're coming in. I haven't seen you all day. You know, you're you're just walking in and uh, you're knocking on the, maybe knock on the little door frame here. Like, you know. What's up, Chief? Hi, Michael. Yeah, I say um, chief a lot sometimes. <clears throat> do you have a minute to uh, to talk? Yeah, yeah. No, I do. I uh, I'm in the process of setting up for the show, but yeah. What's up? You sound like you're uh, uh, you got some bad news or something. Yeah. Um, Is it gonna be bad? Um. Yeah, it's gonna be pretty bad. Okay. Let me. Yeah, you know what? I, was, I you know, Am
0: I gonna be affected by it? Is it gonna make me emotional? Um, I don't think so. But I you know, I kind of just need a friend right now to kind of like you know talk this.
1: Well, I'm very empathetic, so you know, I, I I'm going to put these glasses on so that I, if I do tear up and cry, I don't like crying in public. I'm going to put these glasses on okay. so that you can't see me oh. cry. and I don't want to make you more emotional. You know what I mean? Okay, yeah. So I'm just going to put them with on. That, and some sunglasses yeah. on, just normal sunglasses. Nothing to worry about. Okay. Now, yeah. what were you going to say, Chief? Bud. Um. um <laughs> uh. So yes, yeah, so I'm all ears. Remember, I'm looking directly at
0: you. Yeah. So remember. Um uh well I don't even know anymore he's jack to me with all these chiefs and bud and <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right uh go ahead pal go ahead guy go ahead and tell me what, you know what's oh. uh, what's on your mind go ahead I'm I'm all ears I you got my full attention and uh I'm not distracted at all so yeah remember that I was
0: well I remember I told you I was gonna go that trip with you and um now it's
1: uh looking
0: like I can't make it after all
1: Oh wow what happened what's what's going on Um go 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 uh, go go well, go Oh
0: man go where I'm sorry No no you go need ahead
1: me go to leave? No 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 go ahead you finish talking
0: Oh um oh man. well I mean something happened and uh just financial wise I can't I won't be You able know to what that's
1: it, it you know ugh, you and know, know that sounds, sounds good time. you know what though every we we and, um, tomorrow's a new day so don't worry about it And I'm going to have to live in my car
0: for a little bit and you know, I just w- yes! really wish that I could yes! have a friend yes! that could just, you know, help me out during this hard time. Yeah. No, it's and, incredible. Um, yeah. So that's cool. What? But I Wait, appreciate it. How is it incredible that I Yeah, I'm don't worry living about living it. No, I think car. we'll be fine.
1: We'll be fine. So don't worry about it. No, we're uh, not going
0: to be fine. It's me.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I heard everything
0: you had to say. Don't no, worry about you, it. I think you're. Busy looking at something else, or I'm wearing glasses. I'm
1: looking directly at you.
0: No, I, I just told you I'm probably going to be homeless, living out of my car. And oh, I said, didn't hear that part. And but, you said uh, we'll, we'll be fine, like as if you're you're affected by it.
1: Yeah, let me take these glasses off. So the whole time <laughs> during that during that moment, I'm in playing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the arcade game, in my glasses.
0: Mm. Isn't
1: that incredible? I'm very insensitive. What do you mean? I listened to you. I can kill two birds with yeah, one I, stone. I need to I was wanting a friend to offer. Yeah. Say hey. You can stay with me for a I little bit. I was looking bit. at you directly in the eye. So these glasses basically project like a giant TV screen. And the only thing I can do with them so far is connect them How to this little- How much did
2: you pay for these glasses?
1: Like $320. Dear <laughs> Ask me if it was worth it. Was it worth it? The answer's no. I don't know yet. Oh. I mean, I don't see myself playing video games in these little glasses because I, I just, I'd if I have the time to play a video game, I'd rather play in the little handheld thing. That's why I got it, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't want to wear these glasses and then like, I don't know. It's a whole thing, but will it be worth it when I start walking and watching Netflix? Maybe, but I have found that when somebody really wants to talk mm-hmm. to me and I don't really want to deal with whatever they are having to say, I can just wear the glasses and zone out and do whatever I want in the glasses. They don't know. They think I'm looking at them. They think I'm being sensitive and I'm not.
0: Hey guys, um, this is Eric and we are going to make a part do with Aaron because she talks so much. I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay um what else What what we say i
0: always forget